It's the commute home with Nick and Derek. From Chicago's northwest suburbs, our hosts chat about, well, you know, whatever two middle-aged men like to talk about. The workday is done. Time to grit your teeth, get through the traffic, and make the commute home. Hey, it's Derek. Nick. Hey, How welcome we? back, man. Thank you, sir. I, I would say thank you. Like work is a pain right now, but um, I, I kind of want to go back on vacation, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that day back uh, can be t- can be rough, especially when you're gone for what? How many work days? Uh, total work days. Uh, say five plus four, so nine total work days. I was able to work in between, so it wasn't as bad as it could have been. But when you're in the office, people know you're in the office, so they tend to come by and talk to you face to face rather than another form of communication. So. Yeah, I gotcha. You're too approachable. Uh, yeah, people love to hear my insights on life. That's, what it is. <laughs> That's why we're here, right? It's a therapy session, man. I, I, yeah. I promise you most of my conversations seem to be that way at work, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. but enough about me and my lovely first day back to work. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing real well. You want to talk about movies? Let's, let's, let's talk about movies because everything else will make me cry. So. <laughs> All right. So starting off the list, uh, last weekend, Ocean's 8 was the big opener making $41 million. <laughs> Uh, if you look at Ocean's 8 versus the other three Ocean's movies, uh, it, it did the most in terms of opening weekend. Uh, when you take inflation into account, all four opened pretty close to the same spot. So um, not a bad opener for them. That's excellent because, you know, I, I saw the previews for that movie and I was kind of like, OK, I can I can dig it because I'm a I'm a fan of the uh, the Ocean's movie, so to speak. I don't think I saw the third one. Ocean's 13, I think is what it was called. But uh, mm-hmm. like I saw the trailer and I'm like, I can dig it because I, I like a good heist movie, especially one where there's thought behind mm-hmm. it. Like like maybe The Italian Job or um, The Score. You ever seen The Score? Yeah. That's a that great a, movie. That was a good flick. I really yeah. enjoyed The Italian Job, though. I thought that was excellent. You know, I just read a, a heist comic book, a graphic novel yesterday. Oh, yeah? What was it? Uh, it's all about like a, a guy. He's 56 years old, used to live in Vegas. He's been kind of out for the last 10 years, just running around, comes back to kind of set his life uh, back back right and sets up this big heist for revenge, basically. It was pretty good. For revenge. I like heist for revenge. That's yeah. That's great. That's what, uh, wasn't that what Ocean's Eleven, the, well, the remake at least, wasn't that what that was about? Like, didn't he steal his girl or something? Yeah, you know, yeah, that Eleven was about that. That's what Thirteen's about as well. That's what Thirteen is about, okay. Right, yeah. Well, I like that. Plus, George Clooney is a good, like, very ca- charismatic guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, even his uh, nipple Batman, he was good, I, I thought, but that's my opinion, so... Yeah, it's it's. I think it's the least like Batman movie, but uh, I don't think it's his fault. No, I don't think it's his fault. And you know, I think um, Batman and Robin. If you go back and you watch it, it's very comicky. 
in my opinion. It's, it's more like the old TV show than it is, um, you know, the Tim Burton Batmans. And yeah, it's, 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 I would say like almost slapstick over the top com- comedic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like it, at no point am I watching that movie and I'm like, I'm taking it seriously whatsoever. I mean, when Bane, like it's the skinny Bane on the table, the guy, and they like yeah. inject him and everything. I'm like, what the hell is this? But I mean, if you, if you enjoy it for what it is, I think it's a, it's a decently good movie. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what was number well, very- two? Number two was Solo, a Star Wars story. They made another fifteen million. What is that up to? Total. Its by total the way. is one seventy six million in the U.S. Ooh. Hmm. So, so it I read an article. The, might be the uh, 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 Solo Solo movie. There might not be a sequel to that. Yeah. I, I read an article actually by Mark Bernardin on the last week. Uh, talking about this, and in the article, he had said the experts are projecting that they're going to lose about fifty million uh, all of a sudden done on this movie because basically it was shot twice. They, they shot it with one director, and they got within weeks of completion, and they went, and then Ron Howard came in and shot it almost completely over. Yeah, I, that's interesting because you know I wonder, you know, time will come out, and we talked about this before, like what really went down with that. But I wonder though, like. Do you think Ron Howard went into a losing situation there? What do you mean? Well, like, so essentially he was, he came in to save the movie, right? Are we, are we in agreement with that? That was his purpose? Uh, yeah. Okay. So do you think he was like, he was sent in to like, he was fighting an uphill losing battle. That's my question. The the version that I had heard was um, I cannot remember her name, but there's one woman who's in control of all the Star Wars um, movies. Kath- after- Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, she she's in charge. Uh, she went uh, and they were weeks away from completion. They fired the directors. These are the guys that did the Lego Movie. Yes, and, and Twenty One a- Jump Street. Oh, did they do that too? Okay, they did. So they got within about. And then like a week or two later, I heard Ron Howard was announced as the new director. And then after that, I first heard they were bringing him in just to kind of, you know, clean up the movie and fix it and all that. And then as more and more time goes on, I keep on hearing they were reshooting more and more. And the last I heard was that they reshot about 75% of the movie. Mm. So for me, it sounds like they gave uh, Howard every chance to make a good movie. Well, let me ask you this, though, because because I agree with you. And that's what I heard as well is that he reshot the movie. But did they rewrite the script? Um, probably not. I didn't hear about that phase happening again. Yeah, that would be interesting because it's like, hey, Ron Howard, here's a big pile of crap. Make make the the what is it? The the turd monster or whatever from Dogma. Make that guy out of this <laughs> you know yeah. uh I, I don't know man like you said that you enjoyed it so uh, i did i you know in terms of storyline i don't know if there's anything really wrong with it um it's just there were some scenes that just felt forced that didn't uh, feel they didn't feel natural uh and the, and I, I think the the lead actor just didn't really sell it as solo now you know, in, you know what? There are some things they did in the backstory that you know. You're right. I, I, there are things in the in the solo backstory that I'm just like, huh? Really? They they went that way with it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess I guess in the early in the script, I've got some problems with the movie. 
Now, I've heard, and you know, you told me as well that uh, Donald Glover did a great job as Lando, right? Yes, yes. Um, I wonder though if there was ever a thought of doing a Lando movie just because of how good Donald Glover was in this and how in demand he seems. I wonder if there was ever a thought, like if there's a thought of doing a Lando movie, do they now? Does this now squash that? I did hear that like the week before the film opened, I saw on social media, they were talking about doing a Lando solo film after the Boba Fett solo film. A Lando solo film based on I, the solo solo film. You know, I just caught myself uh, doing that while, while I was saying it. So yeah, no, uh, the week before uh, Solo came out, they were talking about doing a Lando film. Hmm. Now, who is doing Boba Fett? James uh is it Man Mangold? Man Manigold or who's who's the guy? From Wolverine, right? Oh, have they announced that? I thought I thought they did. Oh man, I thought like I thought you knew. I thought you told I did not. me who's doing Boba Fett. Uh oh man. You guys no, I, I, I knew about the movie. I didn't know that they uh, had uh, announced people already. No, I thought I thought that um, the guy that did Wolverine signed on to do Boba Fett. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Uh, you know that this is sounding familiar. Maybe maybe that's true. Yes, James Mangold. Yes, I love those Wolverine movies, man. Well, the first one was kind of crappy, but. The, the 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 Wolverine, other than the Silver Samurai, which was hokey as hell. Uh, but the Silver Logan, Samurai, Samurai Logan. was the second one. Right, right, right. Which yeah. James Mangold didn't do the first one, right? He didn't do Origins. He just did the Wolverine, and then he came back and also did Logan, I believe. Mm. Everybody listening, if you haven't caught on yet, my entire purpose of this podcast is to make Derek look up shit on the fly. <laughs> because see, either Jane. A, he makes me sound really smart, or it just gives him busy work to do. All right, so James Mangold did uh, The Wolverine and Logan as the director. Yes. And Gold The Wolverine Star. is the Japanese one. Yes which was very interesting until I thought the Silver Samurai showed up and I was like, what the hell, man? But the story I thought was great, though. Hey, that was one, I knew the comic book story and I liked the comic book story. I didn't get into the movie at all. Mm, okay. Hmm. Okay. That's that's fair enough. It's like the people that, I read the book and the movie sucked. <laughs> Type thing. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's Well, I've never read the book. I've just, I've, I've, I know about his time in Japan and I've seen like the different cartoons do an episode here and episodes there. And it always seemed kind of interesting. And then when the movie came out, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I get it. But Logan redeemed it though, right? You liked Logan? Uh, hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, res I, I respect Logan. I, I definitely okay. respect Logan. I'm a little girl. I cannot handle movies that depressing. I mean, I can, I can handle it, but uh, I, I can't love it. Oh, man. I love movies that are depressing. They're awesome. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, cry, bitches. No, sorry. 
I like I like depressing, but uh, you got to give me a little bit of light at the end. Yeah, well, the, the kids got away, man. What else did you need? The kids man, live. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could care less about the kid, honestly. <laughs> the kids could die as long as Hugh Jackman is still Wolverine. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't care if, if, if Hugh Jackman is 70 years old in a wheelchair. I still want him playing Wolverine. Ah, uh, that's funny, man. I say He was great, though. Like, I remember watching the first X-Men movie, and I'm like, that was the first time I had seen a superhero movie since really... I don't know, Batman Returns, where I was just like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that first X-Men movie. And then X2 came out, and I was like, this is even better. And then X3 came out, and I was like, oh, God, what did they do? <laughs> but Was it too dark and depressing for you? <laughs> no, it was just, it just wasn't what I hoped it would be, I guess. Uh, I think that the Phoenix character is awesome, and they built her up as, you know, uh, the chick that played Jean Grey, um, uh, I don't remember her name, but she just did a really great job, in my opinion. And then when they ca- came back, and I just thought it was kind of hokey, but hey, it was good. I mean, it was, it was what it was. Um, the supporting characters, like the supporting X-Men, who based on my knowledge from the cartoon and stuff, not reading the comic books, like Rogue was a bigger character in the comics and in the cartoon than what she was in the movies. Iceman and you know they just seem to be like innocent bystanders in in those movies and when they tried to give them bigger parts like I don't think the actors and actresses they chose could carry those roles and maybe it was just the writing I don't know it's hard it's hard to make that kind of assumption in X-Men because you know from watching the cartoons I always had an expectation of what the X-Men were really like in the comics and when mm-hmm. I actually started re- reading the comics, it's not at all what I like what I expected. Like everything okay. that we know, for, like everything that we know from the cartoons and all that, is like from a uh, maybe a five year chunk of comic books. Um, ah. And outside of that five year chunk, it's completely different. Um, like I've been reading like the early '80s uh, comic stories lately, and that team's completely different. Um, you know, Dazzler is the leader of the X Men, and Xavier's dead and Magneto is, is, is in charge of the school and, um, you know, beast is still kind of like the, he looks more like a football player. You know, he's not a nerdy scientist. He's not a big uh, blue guy. Uh, the, the original X-Men have, you know, left the X-Men for a while and they started their own, uh, team up called the X factor. Um, the, the comic books have gone all over the place. There have been five or six, Redos of the Phoenix Saga in the comic books. Yeah, yeah, you you lose me with all that. Like, you know, I get it that people, you know, uh, I don't know. Everybody has a take, which is great. Everybody has an opinion. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Because I think, like, right now in the comic books, every month they're coming out with three X Men books, and I think two Wolverine books. Uh, a month right now. So there's just so many mutants, so many stories, so many different guys have written on it. And this is a story that's been going on since the sixties. So they've done a lot with it over the years. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, Hey, I got some news really quick about movies that I want to share, uh, before we continue, if I could. Sure. I'm I'm really excited about it. So Ewan McGregor was cast as, 
grown-up Danny Torrance in the Shining sequel, Doctor Sleep. Interesting. Yes, I am. I'm happy. I read that book, and I actually had your dad read that book because I liked it. I was like, Kirk, you got to read this book. Um, the book I thought was awesome. And when they were going, I was like, they got to make this into a movie. And when they were going to make it into a movie, I'm like, please don't screw this up type thing. And I think casting him was the right thing to do because I think he could do a good job with that character. So. Very cool. I got some I got some trivia for you. Okay. Uh, who was e- Ewan McGregor's university roommate? Where did he go? The university, like school. Uh, I have no clue. I think oh. it's somewhere in England. It's not uh, Liam Neeson or... Anakin Skywalker, is it? Uh, it's it's an actor, yes. It is Jude Law. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Have they so, ever acted in anything together? Um, I I don't know, and I'm not looking that up. <laughs> You're not turning my trivia into your trivia, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I got I, it. I, okay. Uh, Jean Grey is Framke Jansen. Yes, her. That chick. She did a good job, I thought, as Jean Grey. But, I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to, but... Other than the one chick from Game of Thrones who plays Jean Grey in the new X-Men movies. Uh, so- Sophie Turner, I believe is her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she That's plays Jon Snow's sister... What is her name on the show? Come on, man. You know this. What's her name on Game of Thrones? The redhead. <laughs> Damn it, Derek! Uh, you know. I I don't I can't keep up with names on that show. I have such a I, I like I know exactly who everyone is, but he asked me what their name is. I'm like, oh. Okay, what's I, John John Snow's? What's that family? The family that they're part of, the Starks. Sansa Stark. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Appreciate you bailing me out there, Derek. You win the. Hey, I'm still looking up the Jude Law, Ewan McGregor thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're like five trivia's back. Yeah. yeah, we don't need that information. Okay, so what was number three? I would imagine it's probably Deadpool. Number three was Deadpool, uh, bringing in another $14 million, taking them to $279 million total in the U.S. So, uh, versus Deadpool 1, it's doing a little bit less. I, by, by my numbers, it's about 10% lower. Interesting. Now, you saw Deadpool, yes? Yeah, I did, yeah. Which one do you like better, first or second? First one. Is it by a lot or a little? Hmm. It's a different movie. It's a different format. Um, so it, it, I got to see Deadpool 2 uh, a second time because I walked into that theater with such high expectations. Um, I thought it was going to be, from all the hype that I got, and I thought it was going to be just bigger and better than the first one. And it, when it wasn't, I'm like, mm, what is this? So... Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. Uh, there were parts of it I really liked, but uh, yeah, but I did like the first one more. I agree. I expected more from the whole X Force thing. I thought it was a funny bit, but then looking back, you're like, that was kind of eh. Uh, but like, I expected more from the cable aspect. Um, you know, I thought like leading up to it, oh, cable is going to be in, and then I was like. I don't know, like the character, like I don't blame Josh Brolin. I think he did a good job. It was just, mm-hmm. I expected a little bit more, uh, just like you said. So. 
that's the way their relationship always kind of has been in the comic books as well where like deadpool's like hey this is cable but this is my friend and cable's just like Ugh, get away from me he's like no i'm uh, not your friend <laughs> basically yeah but but then they end up always doing kind of missions together and things like that you know cable's always been kind of like like the dark silent character almost like almost like a wolverine type character so i wasn't surprised by how they did in the movie okay well see there you go like you you knew going in that he was going to be like i guess if he would have been like all chit chatty and everything like deadpool then you would have been like that's not how cable is yeah, I mean, I mean, the comic books and his future. It's usually the, the like the versions I'm used to. It's it's he's in the future of fighting uh, apocalypse, and it's the you know brink of extinction for mankind, and he's just fighting to keep the world together. So he's kind of always on the edge and always on the verge. So he's never a happy character in the comics. Mm, okay. he, he's, he's, he, he's more like a general. He's more kind of serious, and it's and it's always a, a mission with him. It, uh, does he time travel? In the comics, like he did yes. in the, okay. So he could time travel, but in I'm trying to remember. In, in, in the comics, he's he's Cyclops and Jean Grey's daughter, or um, excuse me, son. Really? Yeah. Weird. Hmm. Yep, yeah, his last name is Summers. Interesting. That would have been interesting if, like, he would have, like, walked past a Jean Grey and Cyclops statue and, like, uh, at some point, like, maybe at the Xavier Mansion and he just, like, looked at him and just stopped nah. and stared for a second. And walked no, 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 no. It's Deadpool. He's got to walk in on them humping. Ooh, like, conceiving him? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right, because Jean Grey and, like, in Deadpool, like, because there was a little cameo, right? Right. Uh, the the current X Men and Jean Grey and Scott uh, uh, Summers were younger, so that right. would have oh uh, yeah that probably would have went way past the R rated thing. <laughs> Could be. I, well, I mean, we, we we did see uh, you know Deadpool with baby legs sitting on the couch uh, with no ba- pants on, so they could have yeah. pulled it off. Yeah, they could they could have pulled it off. Yeah, that that would have been good though, man. That would have been really good. He like walks in on him and be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I'll send him the letter. Uh, yeah, especially if like he didn't know, and then he later on finds out, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I thought the bad guy was kind of weak in Deadpool. I, I like it, like I could I could respect the fact that this kid's getting picked on. He tries to help him, blah 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 blah. But then he like turns into the, it was like a, only like a, almost like a whiny little emo dude yeah. nobody likes me i'm gonna blow stuff up yes yes i didn't like that i didn't like that at all and really deadpool never really liked him either in the movie he just did it because it was the right thing at the end yeah yeah, yeah. So. it was, uh, was kind of weak yeah so so what do we have for number four is that avengers or something else Number four is uh, the o- opening of Heredity at thirteen million. The opening of what? Heredity. What's that? It is a new horror film that just came out. Uh, I've been hearing some really positive things about it on social media. I'm I'm curious about it. Do you think horror is the easiest genre to make a movie for? I think horror is the worst genre um, because I'm I'm a horror fan. I love horror films. 
and I think 90% of the horror films out there are crap. But it um, seems like we're in this like age of horror res- resurgence, though, right? Where pe- like Bloomhouse and stuff, they're making these horror movies, uh, the the Get Out or whatever, that don't cost a lot of money, but you know they're like, hey, you got a few scares, great, we made a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it, it's hard for me for me to, to kind of wrap my head around it because on Netflix, it's like every week there's some new low budget crappy horror movie that comes out, and I'm wondering if like kind of those those crappy horror titles are kind of getting filtered on the straight to streaming uh, stations now, and all the stuff that's left that, to go to the to film uh, to to the theaters is more like are the better scripts, the more thought out movies, the little bit better funded movies. Yeah, interesting. He, uh, uh, Bloomhouse, though, I haven't watched the trailer yet, but, um, I, I'm going to, I'm, I've just been to other things, but they're doing Halloween, uh, and that comes out in October, and I'm super excited for that, because mm-hmm. that's my all-time favorite horror movie, at the original Halloween, because there's no gu- gore, there's no guts, there's none of that, it was just designed to scare people. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't necessarily think, age well, but I thought would, for what it what was. What do you think of the remake? I, the Rob Zombie? Yeah. I absolutely despised the first one and refused to watch the, the second. Oh, really? Absolutely. I, I, first of all, I don't want to know uh, Michael Myers' backstory. I don't. That was, part of, that was part of what made him great is the fact that, like, he was just this scary dude. And, you know, he was out to kill it. Like, you didn't even find out until later on that was his sister. I could have done without that, too. But, like, the way he was as a kid in those movies, like, it was disturbing, man. And I was like, and it was more of, to me, it was more of a Rob Zombie movie than a Halloween. And I just didn't like it. And I've got respect for some Rob Zombie movies, like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, like, way over the top, but got respect for it. The Devil's Rejects, the same thing. Uh, but I was like, he could have just made another one of those movies. He didn't have to mess with Halloween. That was my opinion. Hmm, you feel Interesting. You feel differently? Uh, yeah. I, for, for, for me, I, I, so I love those first two films, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, especially Devil's Rejects. Uh, I, I think they're fantastic movies and they're so different than what I, I was used to in the theaters. Um, so, you know, I really like those properties. I am more of a gore guy. I, I love gory, gory, gory films. Uh, Hellraiser is my favorite movie uh, for horror. Um, you sick and, little monkey. What's that? I said, you sick little monkey. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, so, so then when, when he was, when I heard he was going to do Halloween, I was like, oh, he's going to do like a house of a thousand rejects uh, or style Halloween movie. And when it came out, I'm like, Oh no, he he made a slasher film, and and I thought the story was fairly um, true to the original. Mm. Yeah, I, I I just I don't know, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It didn't have to go where it went, in my opinion, because uh, that's what I thought was so great about the original. But hey, to each their own. He made two of them. Uh, I'm curious to see what these, these, uh, new guys do, like Danny McBride and I can't remember the second guy's name. 
are doing uh, this one, and uh, they got John Carpenter's buy-in, which is great, I think. So, but then again, that worries me too because I think that sometimes these creators of these properties they kind of hold on to them, and um, you know, like only their vision can make these things right. So, I don't know. It's interesting. All right. We shall see. But, we shall. Uh, but yeah, uh, but this new one, uh, social media, I've, I've been hearing guys say it's the best horror film they've seen in a long time, and they're, they're really kind of pumping it up. So I'm curious. What's it about? It kind of reminds me of this modern kind of, uh, that I've seen a lot of where it's like, like a possessed child or a ghost or, you know, and, and, you know, set with a family with a weird history that they don't quite know what the history is. It seems like a formula I'm seeing lately, um, but I, I heard it's just done really well. Interesting. So in the past 10 years, what would you say is your favorite horror movie? Okay, so that would take us back to... Oh, hmm. Let's see. Um, I don't know if that's in the last 10 years, but I, uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Did you ever see that? Um. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, I, I like that one. And then, if you like super gore, you've got uh, Midnight Meat Train. Uh, that's a Clive Barker film. Um, never heard of that. But yeah, it's, it's Cl- Clive Barker. I I imagine. And I, and I thought it was gory for even Clive Barker. It was uh, it, it blew me away. Mine was, and I don't think it was the past 10 years, and because it, it's right on that edge, probably like uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose, and I think they actually came out the same year, was The Conjuring. Yeah. I, I like The Conjuring. I thought it was really, really well done, but now they've got, oh, there's The Conjuring 2, and then there's Annabelle, and there's Annabelle 2, and I think they're about to make that Nun movie, so it's like, yeah, let's take that franchise and beat it to death. But, mm-hmm. And there's yeah. also that franchise that's really similar to The Conjuring, um, the, the Lady Who's the Psychic. They've made like three or four of those uh, now as well. I can't think of the name of it. Lady Who's the Psychic. Mm. I'm not sure. I always get, I always get them confused uh, when I run them from the video store or from uh, Redbox, so I, I never know which one I'm really going to get until I start watching it. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. But, but yeah. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Maybe. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm just bullshitting on it because I really have no clue. Because isn't the lady from The Conjuring, doesn't she have like some kind of psychic abilities? Yes. Yeah. But it's not the same thing that you're talking about, though, right? No. Uh, kind of. Like, like like this lady, she can talk to spirits and she can get vibes and uh, empath, I guess, is what they would be that would be considered. Are you talking about the Long Island medium? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a TV show. <laughs> Speaking of people that can talk to like spirits and stuff. Uh, Insidious. Wife, Insidious, yes. I know what you're yes. saying. Yeah, they made a lot of those movies. Uh, I think I think they've made as many Conjurings and Annabelles as they have Insidiouses. I think there's three or four out there. Yeah. But speaking of people that have like talked to spirits and stuff like that, my wife and I went one time and saw Sylvia Brown. Do you know who that is? No. She used to be on Montel Williams a lot. Do you know who that is? 
Yes. Okay. Anyway, we saw her. It was, it's an, it, psychics are interesting to me in a weird way because part of me doesn't believe a damn word that they say, but it's an interesting story. People, they're just storytellers in my opinion. Did so. you see that, that, that Matt Damon film? Uh, about uh, about Matt Damon's character can uh, talk to the dead. Mm, I don't remember the name of this film. So uh, I can't hereafter. Uh, no, I didn't. I've se- I it, saw the previous one. I just never watched it. Interesting movie. I've watched it a couple of times. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. The last Matt Damon movie I saw was Downsizing. And <laughs> yeah, did you, did you see that movie? Yeah, I did. I was expecting one thing and that movie was completely different. Exactly. I was like, what the hell is this? Like he turned little and then it all became like moralistic and weird and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, whatever. It's not funny anymore. Stupid, yeah, I know. Stupid Matt Damon. I mean, I go, mean, and then, go buy and it. Then they and they, yeah, they take the entire movie and kind of turn it into, you know, the whole environment and global warming and things like that. I'm like, well, I, I didn't see this coming and taking care of people and how people are, are exploited by a big business and yeah. all themes, all themes that are, that are, that are true and that happened, but, uh, and then that are possible, but yeah, it didn't seem coming. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Like, uh, it reminds me of the movie Happy Feet. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. I don't remember it very well though. That was a kid's movie about a penguin. And it starts out and there's this little penguin and he's really cute because he can't sing and all this stuff. And I, I remember like, better than this. Yeah. He, <laughs> okay. He's tap dancing and then he gets all like, it all becomes all, yeah, there's trash in the water and we got to save the penguins and everything like that. And I'm like, what the hell just happened here? I was like watching this movie with my kids and they're enjoying it. And then it got all depressing. I'm like, ew. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say that those things aren't issues and they need to be addressed. I'm like, but can you warn me? Cause then I have to like, uh, whatever. Then I have to watch this movie with my kids over and over again because they yeah. like the cute penguin dancing. And it's like, but that's not all the movies. So mm-hmm. and I have to suffer through it. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was number four, the, the heritage movie or whatever it's called. Heredity. Heredity, or, yeah. 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 Uh, Her- number five. We'll go with the I'm sorry, five. hereditary. Hereditary? Uh, hereditary, excuse me. Uh, number five, Inf- uh, Avengers Infinity War, bringing in seven million. How, how, many, how much money has that beautiful movie made? That has made $655 million in the U.S., Six hundred and fifty-five million. Wow. Million. Wow. Uh, total uh, over the billion-dollar mark. Yes. Over two billion. Over two billion. Yeah. Wow. Over two billion. Uh, what's it, what is it? Where does it stand uh, all time currently? All time, it stands as number four at at two billion. Four million dollars. Two point four billion. No, two point zero zero four. Two billion four million. Two billion four million. Wow, say that five times real fast. Yeah, it sounds weird saying that out loud. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So what's ahead of it now? Uh, the so blue right people. now, the blue people, uh, right? A, 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 the blue people are on top. Uh, yep. The dead drowning people are number two. Oh, Titanic, and then, yep. And then number three is The Force Awakens. Mm, how close is it to Force Awakens? They are approximately $64 million away. Ooh. Mm. Do you think it catches it? I I think it could, uh, you know, judging by by what Black Panther's doing, because um, right now uh, at this point in time, uh, uh, Infinity War has done three million more than Black Panther did at this point in time. Uh, Black Panther went on to make another forty million after that, so j- just in the U.S. Mm. Yeah, but Black Panther didn't have to go up against like summer blockbusters either. That's true, but it's it's not dropping off as as bad as I thought it would. To be honest, uh, this will be a big test. Uh, the, the Incredibles two will be a big test. Yeah, what do you think about the Incredibles two? I'm very excited about it. Yeah, a movie that's like a decade late, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Finally, yes. Yeah, finally, exactly. I I look forward to seeing it. Um, it'll be a couple weeks before I get a chance to see it, but. Uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see the dinosaurs eat all the competition because I love no. dinosaurs. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, what comes out? So we got, okay, so that's the top five Avengers. Yes, I hope it beats Force Awakens because I'm more of a Avengers fan than I am a Star Wars fan. Nothing against Star Wars because I do like Star Wars, but I hope mm-hmm. that it beats it. Uh, James Cameron is just going to make all, you know, he's like, my shit's on number one and you can't beat me. Um and he's going to make like 37 more of those blue people movies, which is fine. Whatever. They were good for the first viewing or two, but I think they're extremely long. Well, it was extremely long. Same thing with Titanic. Good for the first couple of viewings and then extremely long, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, same. I mean, uh, Avatar, you know, is a pretty solid story. It's just, it seemed like that was a, that movie was like a technological jump when it came out. And I think people were just in awe of it for that. Yeah. And a good story. Um, you know, if that movie came out today, would it do as well? I don't think so. Yeah, with the same technology, absolutely not. I don't think so. Or, or even with the technology that we have today, the little that it's come forward since that movie, I, st- I don't think it does as well. Yeah, I agree with that. And then Titanic, it's like, guess what? Half of them die at the end. Like You probably didn't like it because it made you cry or something, but, you know... <laughs> I, you know what, that was a movie I refused to see in the theaters because, you know, I was a teenager and that was the, you know, the movie that all the girls talked about. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, love story. No, not going to see this. So I didn't see it until a couple of years later, finally on VHS. And I'm like, I, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is a decent film. I saw it in the theater, I believe two or three times with two or three different females. Ha. So, so, um, so between the two of us, you were the smarter one. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say it in regards, to, <laughs> in regards to that. Every time I watched it, guess what? The boat still hit the iceberg and they yep. still, they still half of them died and she yep. still threw the damn thing in the water at the end. So, you know, yeah, but yeah, you were, like using, I, you were using it as a date movie and I was like, mm, girls, no. So. Yeah. Yeah. See? <laughs> But, you know, that's all cool. 
Yeah, you would rather take a girl to go, hey, come watch this guy cut this chick's guts out. <laughs> Absolutely. Because when you find a woman like that, oh my God, that is my type, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. This, explains a, this explains a lot about me. Very yeah, maybe, maybe you should start taking chicks to go see romantic movies instead. <laughs> <laughs> movies that'll make them cry. <laughs> You know what? I had a girlfriend once, uh, and I, I got to tell you, she she dragged me to two movies that I'm so happy that she did because uh, they were they were awesome. One of them was uh, The Matrix. I did not want to see that movie. The previews just totally turned me off for it, and she dragged me to it, and I loved it. The other one was I'm like, eh, love story. No, I'm not interested. But love the film was uh, Shakespeare in Love. Mm, interesting. Uh, two movies that I hate. So it's fine. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even going to go into my matrix tirade. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to hear it. Hey, I'm sure you don't. Nobody ever does. <laughs> I thought I was moving in traffic, but I hear sirens. So I think something bad happened. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, okay. So what's coming out? We got, we got Incredibles, right? Yeah. Uh, real quick before we move on, I want to give an honorable mention. Uh, honorable mention. Coming out at number eight uh, over the last weekend was Hotel Artemis making three million dollars. Disappointing, really? That's it? Three million? Yeah. It, oh man, I bet you they thought that they were going to get more out of that. Don't you think? I don't. I went and saw it. Oh, you went and saw it. How was it? I I did. I liked it. Um, it's interesting. I haven't seen a movie like that. I can't remember when because uh, it is. They call it an action thriller, but it's a very, it's a fairly low action movie. And, and it's more of a thriller of like what's going to happen next and twists and turns and a little bit of comedy and kind of a little bit of like um, truths being exposed and things like that. I was, I, I was sucked into it for the, for the 90 minutes. Oh, it's only 90 minutes. I think so. Yeah, I think it was right, right at 90. Wow. But uh, yeah, I, I say, you know, it, it's not, uh, it's not like a, it's 93 minutes. It's not like a John Wick style movie. Like I think people are kind of expecting uh, it's, it's more of a thriller and I, I liked it. That's uh that's good though, man. Um, I, it's got uh Sterling K Brown in it, which mm -hmm. uh, I watched him on this is us and He's an awesome actor. I believe he won an Emmy last year. He also played uh, Tachaka's brother or Killmonger's dad in yep. Black Panther. Yep, and he is basically the star of this movie. Is he? Well, yeah, he, from from yeah, it's it, the film is basically done mostly from his point of view. It kind of shifts over to jo Jodie Foster for a while, but uh, a big chunk of the movie is all from his point of view. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm curious. I was curious. Like, I don't know. Like, I looked at the previews and I was like, I don't know if I want to watch that. And then, you know, I'm like, well, he's in it, so you know, he's kind of on a hot streak right now. So I'm like, I'll check it out. So, yeah, um, probably not going to make a ton of money though. It sounds like, right? Uh, correct. It doesn't seem like a big budget movie though. Okay. All right. So maybe maybe they just put it out there and you know a lot of times i think with movies like that and i mean i could be wrong but i think people that make movies like that are like hey this is i'm gonna do something different mm -hmm. and 
you know, I'm going to set myself up for my next two or three movies based mm-hmm. on my vision for this movie. Do you feel like it was kind of that, that's the vibe you got from it or no? This one, uh, yeah, I mean, this one is, I think, good storytelling. And it and it, it gives you a pace that kind of keeps you sucked in. And then you're getting the twists and turns. You're getting, you know, two, three of them. And, and you keep on getting kind of in the state of what, what's next, what's next, how are they going to do this, what are they going to do with that? And they, and they throw some comedy in there, and they throw some light action in there, and, you know, and some, you know, cut scenes to the past. And it was just, it was, just, it was, I thought it was good storytelling. Good, 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 good. Um, anything else in the box office currently that want to address? Uh, the only other thing I, I still want to address is you and I need to make a movie because... <laughs> on, on the last weekend's box office, numbers 95 through 99, um, okay. 90, they all showed in one theater. They all made between 194 and $434. That is all it takes to show up on this list. That's, that's, so, like, us, that's like us running a theater and selling 30 tickets. So you want to make a movie just so your name will be on this list? Or yes. a movie you make will be on this list? Yes. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have to figure out what we want that to be about. Because we could do a thriller, and you could sit next to me as I drive through traffic and just record it. And you can, like, <laughs> have the camera on the traffic so people can see the hell that I drive through in Chicago traffic. How's that? You know, my dad kind of gave me an idea for this already. I, I was uh, telling him what the what the podcast was like. He's like, he's like, he's like, you know, you should do this. And uh, you know, his idea is the commute home. Basically, once a week on the way home, you're going to pick up a hitchhiker, and you're just going to record your conversation with them. Fuck that. <laughs> excuse my excuse my language, but I'm not putting a stranger from the streets of Chicago. No disrespect, streets of Chicago, but I'm not putting a stranger in my car. This isn't Nick Uber. This isn't Nuber. let me ask you this how many hitchhikers have you seen in the past 10 years in chicago area you know what we saw one yesterday and it really weirded me out because i'm not used to it you're such a sheltered child i live in the (laughs) suburbs (laughs) yes you do um so i'll tell you a really quick story uh, when I was younger, uh, my dad and, uh, my mom and I, we were driving from Indianapolis to some podunk town in Ohio. I don't remember the name of the podunk town, no disrespect to, uh, podunk town people meant. But, uh, anyway, we were leaving Indianapolis and I 70, which actually goes pretty far across the U.S. Uh, there was a, a, a guy, a woman and three kids. There was two kids and a baby and they were hitchhiking. And like my dad pulled over and he was like, Hey, where are you guys going? And they were like, New York. I, I'm almost positive somewhere in New York. And like these people are like all like sunburnt and everything like that. And so my dad was like, well, we're not going that far, but I can take you to Columbus, Ohio. So they jump in the back of the pickup truck and. Like my dad stops and he gives them like uh he buys them like food and stuff like that and they were telling us the story about uh the I guess the guy's mom 
or dad had passed away in New York, and they lived in Arizona. And they had been hitchhiking across the U.S. trying to get to uh, where this guy's dad left because I guess they didn't really have a good place to live. They didn't have a car, blah, 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 blah. But this guy's dad or mom was leaving them, you know, stuff. And, you know, they were just trying to get there. So whether the story was true or not, I just, that was one of the things like, uh, in that time, like I, I learned from my dad was like being nice to people and any, everything like that. So, but long as, you know, it was a, it was an interesting story and one of the great things I ever saw my dad do. But, uh, like when I was a kid, I remember seeing people hitchhike a lot where I, where I grew up. But uh, as I got older, I didn't see it as much because I think police kind of cracked down on it a bit. Uh, but when we were uh, driving from L.A. to Denver uh, last week at, on our great family adventure there, uh, I saw a lot of people through the desert and stuff hitchhiking. And I was like, wow, that's just something I haven't seen in a long time. So that was. That was interesting, and I think if our podcast was all about me picking up hitchhikers, uh, I don't think I'd find a lot of hitchhikers. And probably what would end up happening is I'd pick somebody up, and then I'd get busted for solicitation of prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I'd say, call Kirk. He told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't well, think that's a good idea. Well, you're you're jumping to a conclusion, though. Yeah, uh, no one said this couldn't be a fictional thing. Oh, so I okay, so I pick up a <laughs> fake person or an actor or something. Yeah. Uh, okay, so okay, let's do this. Randomly, you can drive to different places in <laughs> Chicago area, and I will randomly drive by, and I will pick you up. And every week, you'll have a different name. You can have a different accent, and we can have a conversation that way. Right, but we're talking about doing this for a movie, so we got to get different actors. Oh, we got to do it for a movie? Oh shit! I, I thought I this told was you. a podcast thing. No, that, this was my dad's podcast idea, and I was thinking well, we could use this for a movie. Oh, so you're building upon it? Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting theory. It's about, a, that. it's about a guy that. That, that that does a does a podcast, and then for his podcast, he randomly picks up people <laughs> hitchhiking, and I don't know. We could turn it into the hitcher. Ooh, what if what if I die at the end? <laughs> exactly. You know, I and uh, you know, my my dad could come in and he could be the Roger Howard character. Hmm. I think we might have something here, Derek. <laughs> at, at one of the one of the oh man. Hmm. Okay, so I pick up this chick, right? This actor chick, mm -hmm. and and I get pulled over for solicitation of prostitution. Come to find out that the chick is actually the sheriff of the town's wife. Maybe something along those lines. It sounds like a porno, but keep going. No, no, no. Like the, it's the the sheriff of the town's wife, and mm -hmm. then I'm locked away in this like fucking town this podunk town 
if Podunk is a really good place, I mean, a really, like, a real place, then sorry. Um, but it's like, I get locked away in this Podunk town. And you I'm gotta like, stop apologizing because people from Podunk towns know they're in Podunk towns and make fun of themselves. They choose to live in their Podunk town? Is that what you're telling me? I don't think me? they choose to. I think they're stuck there. But they make fun of themselves? From what I've seen, yeah. Well, or at least a town. Hmm. Well, don't make fun of yourselves. Have pride in your podunkness. That's what I'd tell those people. Oh, uh, okay. But anyway, your dad is the person that, that I share the jail cell with. Okay. How is that? And he could be like the Rucker Howard character, but I meet him in the jail cell in the podunk town because I picked up the chick that was supposed to be a solicitation of prostitution. However, she's not really a prostitute. She's the sheriff's wife and the sheriff wife and him they like they lure people into this town to do all kinds of weird creepy shit okay okay so it, it's less porno right more horror right. it's it's horror this this is a gore movie yeah we could do something with this right or do you not it, like that that with the way that it went there no it's, it's not what i was expecting for it to go but i i like it yeah, like I wasn't saying like I get arrested and it turns into some X-rated thing. That'd be weird. No, I'm, I was just saying that's the way the plot was sounding as you were describing it. You're just a pervert. No, I, I, I I'm not. I think I just I might have <laughs> saw that movie. It just went in a Good. different direction. <laughs> you might have saw that movie. Okay. Maybe I think I heard about it. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a rumor. Yeah. So yeah, it went horror, right? Like we could totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could you could turn it into like a hostile thing where. Or like the end of Pulp Fiction, you know, uh, this is the gimp. He's going to get medieval on your ass. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Has a movie been made like that? Like, I don't want to steal people's shit. That'd be weird. But yeah. Well, no, because like it could have been. I, I wouldn't think because like the guy is doing a podcast show and we could start out and it's like he meets a couple people like picking up the hitchhikers and they're all like legit people and they tell their stories or whatever. And then like he's going through this place and he picks up and he's like, Hey, I haven't recorded in a couple of days. Bam. I'm going to record picking up this chick. And then all of a sudden this happens. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. You know what? I've only seen one other um, movie that involves podcasting. What was it? It, it, it was Tusk. Oh, I don't want to be turned into a walrus though. That would be weird. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be a little too close. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I think Kevin Smith might sue us. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He'd be like, yeah, okay. He'd be uh, like, what, he'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> of all the movies of mine for you to redo, that's the one you chose. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'd be like, well, doing Jane's on the Bob be too obvious. That's why we went this route. He'd be like, aspire higher, my son. <laughs> aspire higher. <laughs> what is uh, it? Uh, the, the highest form of flattery. What, what is it? The, that yeah, Im imitation is the highest form of flattery. There you go. Yeah. Dude, I think that could be a good movie, though. Huh. If we can record it, could we record it in black and white? Absolutely. Yes. All the best horror movies are it needs black to, needs and white. It needs to be that like grainy black and white, like, uh, like a Psycho. Yeah. But not like Blair Witch, right? I don't want to run around the forest saying, Hey, you threw the map in the river, you dick! Why'd you throw the map in the river? <laughs> like i don't want to be that so we would have to figure out how do we do this 
Because when I was driving through the desert and saw those hitchhikers, like the desert would be the perfect place. Ooh, ooh, I just had a better idea. So when we were driving through the desert, we drove past a bunch of Indian reservations. What if the hitchhiker's an Indian? And I get lured back to the Indian reservation. And they're doing like some like ancient cult shit. Hmm. Okay. I, I don't know. This has turned into a bigger budget, but okay. <laughs> Why? Because now we have to hire Indians? Your dad could play <laughs> the Indian. <laughs> well, you know, we, we need a reservation then too. And, and, it, and that's a sight shooting. But do we though? Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. Like, have you seen an Indian reservation? Uh, ones around here, yeah. Like ones where there's casinos built on the, on the edges. Okay. Okay. So, and maybe this isn't all of it, and I don't want to sound ignorant by saying this, but like when we were driving, and we were going through parts of Arizona, and it was talking about the Indian reservations, like those places look like, like from what I saw, those places look like trailers, man. Yeah. In the middle of the desert. That was sad. It's, uh, I mean... Uh, what I know the most about reservations is from that TV show Longmire, and uh, okay. yeah, there, there's a lot of poverty uh, associated with them. Yeah, so they could be really pissed off and want to kill white people, right? <laughs> yes, that that is possible. Yes. Well, but then, like, I don't want to get to this thing where, like, oh, we offended Indian Indian, or I'm sorry, Native American people. I don't. I don't want to get that. Never mind. Let's go the other way. Let's blame white people and just have the white people be the killers. Yeah, well, we're the nasty ones anyways. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so go back to the other thing where the sheriff's wife is like a supposed prostitute that like somebody picked up, like the podcast guy. Could we mm -hmm. star in this ourselves or do we have to hire people? Uh, it's up to you. You could be the sheriff, Derek. Oh, yes, I could. Yes, that would be a good role for me. Yeah, we could get you like a uh, 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 like a Sheriff Rick costume at Halloween from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, and you, you could just use that, mm -hmm. and you, you could use my truck, right? Because most of the time they use like big black uh, SUVs and stuff, right? Cops yep. nowadays. Yep. Mmm, saving money, saving mm -hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Huh. We'd have to take my probably my basement and turn it into a jail cell. I think it works because the walls are. Oh finished. my god! My mother-in-law could be your mother, and she could be the driving force of all your insanity, <laughs> a la Psycho. Yeah. Ah, uh, dude, this is I'm digging this shit. Yeah. We need to do yeah. this, Derek. We need to we need to write this. If somebody steals this five D, I'm gonna be so angry. <laughs> I, Derek needs his name in ninety ninety five through ninety nine. On boxofficemojo.com. That's right. Huh. Well, so okay. Well, right, right, right now, it's basically, once I put this up online, it's public domain. So if someone were to go and make this film after they, after they heard this, I, that, that's a lawsuit then. That is a lawsuit. Ooh. Yeah. And then we could make even more money. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I want to cut out your royalties. Yeah. <laughs> All your profits. Yeah. All your profits. Okay, like, like, uh, what's your check that you get, uh, every year, month from iTunes or whatever? Like a penny? Uh, yeah, it is like a penny. 
your royalties for your music career. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hey, it's any more than me for my music career. Huh. Like every once in a while, I'll get like a check for like a buck, and I'm like, whoa, what happened? Well, somebody downloaded our stuff. Yeah, that's a different check. Oh, that's a different check? Yeah. Dude, you get multiple checks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't very often get both in the same month, though. <laughs> the bank thinks you're like a sucky stripper. <laughs> you just get like pennies <laughs> and dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hmm. Uh, okay. So we're going to have to develop this. And maybe we should develop this via a podcast. We could create it that way and then film it. We could get a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. That's what, we, they, we, I, that's, what, that's what they do, right? Get other people to pay for our shit. Yeah, you can do Kickstarter, uh, what, GoFundMe, uh, Pantheon. or um, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what they do for the podcast, right? Pantheon or whatever? Yeah. Hmm. A lot of YouTube, a lot of YouTubers are on there too. That's what we should do. We should take and we should talk about it a little bit on the main podcast. And to the people that subscribe via Pantheon, they can hear the entire movie being uh, developed. It's Patreon, but, isn't it? Not Pantheon. Patreon. See, I was with you, man. You could have told me it was Pantheon, and I would have been like, dude, we're going to start this Pantheon, and we're going to do all this, and people would be like, it's Patreon. I'd be like, no, it's not. Derek said it's Pantheon. <laughs> I got to double check now. It looks like it is Patreon, yes. You would be the executive producer, too, Derek. That's right. Yeah. I, I really okay. dig this idea. I really dig this idea. Okay, are, were we supposed to talk about this today or because like we were talking about format and we like went off on this movie idea, which I think is a great idea. Uh, yeah, we could take Let's, it to film festivals. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we, we shall go to cons, cans, canes, however it's pronounced. Canius, cannabis. No, not cannabis. That's something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Isn't that overseas, though? Can it's in France. Yeah, I don't want to do that. That sounds expensive, man. Like 90% <laughs> of our budget is taken into France. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's, that's perfect, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it would be even better is you can take it to France and take a cardboard cutout of me to go okay. with you. Okay. And like the cardboard cut out of me can stand there while you're talking to all the people about the movie. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's some film festivals that are closer, though. Yeah, I know. Maybe a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Ooh, we could. <laughs> what we could do is we could go to these film festivals, but then edit it for like a trailer or something like that. And say that we're in cans, but it's really like Chicago Institute of No, oh, yeah, yeah, film. Oh at God, the, the Glen Ellen neighborhood cinema. But we could say it's cans. <laughs> it like my, spray paint my, over the thing. My band actually played the after party one year for the Chicago Independent Horror Film Festival. There you go, man. You've got an in. You know people. 
I do know someone, yeah. <laughs> then you could get the band back together, right? Nope. <laughs> He's like, no, not at all. He's like, let's just make the movie. No music. <laughs> hey, can, yeah. you could do the, you could do the music though, right? Did you compose I, I, it? Uh, yeah, I, I've always wanted to score a movie. It's 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 something on my bucket list. Score? You said score. I did. Yeah. That's what you that's what you score. do. You score a film. Yeah. Dude, that would be pretty sweet, man. Hmm. That's yeah, how I'm gonna should, get out. Of, that's how I'm gonna get out of my day job. Yeah. We're gonna make a movie, and people are gonna be like, "That movie's awesome." <laughs> They're gonna yeah, be like, I, I "What? Think... What happened to your podcast?" Ah, fuck that podcast shit. <laughs> We're going to well, make a po- movie about podcasts. <laughs> well, with the podcast, we have to go on Facebook, and we don't want to go on Facebook. So, yeah, we're going to go yeah. on to movies instead. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to do a show one day about social media, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, can, I t- can I tell you uh, something about social media and movies? Can we talk about sure. that? Yeah, sure. So yesterday you gave me a a tidbit of information about somebody leaving Twitter. Can you give me a rehash of that story? Yeah, it is the woman that plays Rose in um, the the last Star Wars movie. Um, she has been harassed so badly on social media that she she's had to delete all of her posts from social media. And then since then, there's been a big debate about kind of racism in movies and um, racism in nerdum, basically. So, like, did you read any of the posts in regards to what people were saying, or no? No, everyone's kind of um, been concentrating on the fact that this happened and kind of talking about why this is happening and uh, what we need to do about it. So you told me that story yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And first of all, when you told me that story, it disgusted me because I think it's pathetic that people hide behind keyboards. And it's one of the reasons that I'm not on social media. I, I get why people do social media. I get it. And, and you know, freedom of speech and say what you, blah, 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 blah. But freedom of speech does not give you freedom to be a dick, first of all. Uh, second of all, and that becomes men, women, whatever. To, to, to bully somebody is just stupid and it's pointless and it's, it's, it pisses me off. But you told me that story yesterday. And then this morning I get up and and when I get up in my house before I leave, I usually, it takes me a little while to get ready and get motivated and get moving. So I usually read the news. I read Google news and I read um, like movie news a little bit. And I read this morning that Millie Bobby Brown quit Facebook because of harassment and bullying. Do you know who that is? Uh, You said Bobby Brown? Millie Bobby Brown, not Bobby Brown, Mill- Millie, Millie Bobby Brown. I do not know who that is. That is the little girl that, I'm sorry, I don't know how old she is. She may be a young woman that plays Eleven in Stranger Things. Oh, really? Yes, sir. I. Why did, why did she leave? Because supposedly because of bullying and because of, um, you know, some of the stuff that people were saying. And this, uh, this whatsoever. And, um, based on what I read, she just said, I can't, I can't do this anymore and deleted her profile from Twitter. Twitter or Facebook? It was, 
I'm almost positive it was Twitter. Okay. And I thought that was ironic because you had just told me about the female that played Rose and, you know, forgive me for not knowing her name. And uh, I would say to the people that are bullying this woman that she was the least of the problems with that movie. <laughs> there were a million other things people could complain about with that movie without having to personally attack someone. But then, yeah, you told me about that yesterday, and then I heard, I read about um, Millie Bobby Brown this morning, and I was just like, wow, that's just crazy. So I think we have a problem here with people and bullying via Twitter. Um, maybe it's because we have a president that does it. I don't know. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say, that it's a lot more acceptable now. I don't know. I mean, twi Twitter is, I like Twitter, but it is, uh, it is a burning uh, garbage pile. I, I mean, everyone's tweet is just a, is a horrible, like nasty debate. And, you know, I love it and I hate it because of it, you know? So when you say that, that it's a garbage pile, what, what do you mean by that? There's not, I mean, there's just as much hate as there is love on Twitter. And it's just a and since it's kind of everyone following everyone, it's not your 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 close friends and relatives. It's everyone uh, in the world can you know chime in and comment on something you put on Twitter. And so you know everyone, especially if they get political, they get a lot of hate. Period. Interesting. Yeah, I just I don't know. I've always been one of those people that I respect people's opinion. For the most part, I don't get angry about people's opinions unless their opinion is like hatred towards other people. Like that mm -hmm. bothers me. Uh, you know, people have opinions, be it right or wrong. Like, uh, they have opinions based on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it's been, it's been my general experience that most of the time people's opinions when it becomes race or religion or even sexual orientation, those opinions are based on years and years of buildup. It's not something that most of the time people just woke up one morning and said, hey, I'm going to have this opinion. And I think when they use those opinions, like when people just have an opinion, there's not a lot you can do to change that opinion. Do you feel the same? I use a different terminology, but yeah. What uh, what? terminology do you use? Do you just say fuck them all? <laughs> I say fuck the world, actually. Oh, um, but um, for you? <laughs> pretty good. It's think Life has been a lot better since I said fuck the world. Uh, a lot less gets me down. But um, you, you know, I, I kind of it's kind of lines up with what Kevin Smith said in, uh, in Dogma, or actually what um, um, what Rufus said in Dogma. Rufus, and, which was uh, uh, Rufus, Chris Rock, right? Correct, correct, Chris Rock's character, the Thirteenth Apostle. Yep. Yeah. And, and and what what he said was, uh, it, you know, beliefs are powerful because once someone has a belief in something, it's almost impossible to change it. And yes. he said, "I like I like ideas more than beliefs because ideas can be changed. You can learn something new and change an idea." And now and now, uh, you see people today, uh, from my point of view, take their uh, their views on things and turn them into beliefs and not ideas. I agree, a hundred percent. And I think that that movie is extremely 
underrated. And, uh, yes, I love that movie. And I know that, like, when you listen to Kevin Smith and everything, he kind of makes fun of it a little bit in regards to, you know, like, when he had his heart attack and everything like that, he was like, you know, if there's a God, whatever, he's like, screw you, you made dogma. But, like, mm-hmm. dogma to me was, like, what I believed, but not necessarily to that extent in regards to, you know, it's just, to me, I I equate that to you just treat people okay and everything is going to be all right and there's not as many rules and, and everything is what people believe. And I just think, like, to me, that was, like, this awakening, like, holy crap. There are other people out there that feel the same way that I do because this was pre-internet, right? This is pre-chat yep. room, pre-social media. And I was like, wow, like there's somebody out there that believes the way that I do. And as I've grown, grown and got older, there's multiple people that feel that same exact way. So I, you know, I think that ultimately, like I hope when that guy does pass away that he realizes his movies were more than what he gives himself credit for, I guess. Or at least he comes across as giving himself credit for it. I kind of get why he does it, though. I mean, you come out with a movie that 90% of the world uh, loves. You know, the, the 10% that didn't love it can a lot of times be the loudest voices. And it can it could really get to you. And in terms of uh, dollars and cents, most of his movies have been considered financial failures by the studios. Uh, is that the studio's fault for having the wrong expectations or what? Uh, you know, I don't know. But, you know, for everything that, that, that good has come from his movies, there's a negative attached to almost all of them. The only one that really isn't is uh, his first one, Clerks, because there was no expectations, no money, no nothing behind it, and it was super successful. Hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. I um, I enjoyed Clerks. I really enjoyed Clerks. It's not one of my favorite. It's not my favorite movie of his, though. I'd say... Probably Dogma is my favorite of his, uh, followed by Mallrats. I really enjoyed Mallrats. So, what about you? What is your favorite of his? Um, Dogma was the first one that made me go, made me go wow, this 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 is a good movie. It's not just yeah. funny, or it's, it's not just silly, or it's it's not like the voice of my generation. It's just funny. Uh, I, I, I like Dogma, and then number two, I'd say is the next one, James Found the Bob's Strike Back. Okay. What about it? What about, like, I could talk for an hour about the things I liked about Dogma. What are the things you liked about Jay and Silence Bob Strike Back? Um, oh God. The Click Commander? <laughs> you know, the, I, I rewatched that in the last year. The amount of, like, stars that are in that movie is incredible. Yes. Like when when that movie came out, there's so many people that were up and coming stars, old stars. I mean, I mean George Carlin's in the movie, mm-hmm. Gary Fisher's in the movie, Mark Hamill's in the in the movie, the Dawsons in the movie. Uh, just you know, what a huge cast of people. Jason Biggs and you know yep. Ben, ben yep. Affleck and uh, Will Ferrell uh, was in that movie. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Jud, Jud Nelson was in that freaking movie, man. He played the sheriff. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yeah, I agree with you. There was so many, so many people in that movie. So, like, you can tell that, uh, maybe not by studio exec, but you can tell that I think a lot of people respect Kevin Smith in the movie industry for mm-hmm. being able to do what he's done. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm still pissed off at him. You want to know why? Why? Because I'm going to stomp my feet and say it's bullshit that he was not recording uh, a live podcast when I was in L.A. Damn you, Kevin Smith. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. No, no, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he wasn't because uh, in my mind, the first time uh, you see Kevin Smith is with me. Yeah, you would have been hating. Oh, my God, yes. you would have been a hater, dude. Yep, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I drove past the scum and villainy. I sent you a picture, and yep. it's like it's like barred up <laughs> during the day when they're not there. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, that was interesting. It looked like, like it was under construction. Yeah, which is not the case because if you go to Google Maps and you look it up and you do the street view, that's exactly how it looked <laughs> that day, too. Okay. Uh, so, uh, a very interesting, but, uh, yeah, I was hoping that I would be able to see him. I like, no, not bad. Kevin Smith. I'm glad do whatever you're doing, but, uh, I was hoping I, and I look forward to the day that he comes back to, uh, the Chicago area, not three hours South and whatever the hell that <laughs> town was, west. wherever he, is it, was it West? Yeah. Yeah. Wherever it was like Aspalonia or whatever the hell the name of that town was, I really don't know. But it was I, really I had, far. I had to Google it and and um, figure out where it was and why he's going there. And then once after I Google it, I'm like, oh, okay, college area. Is that what it was? It was a college town. Well, there's like three or four colleges right around that area. Oh, okay. So I, I'm I'm expecting he probably had a pretty good crowd. Probably. And and I will tell you that like if the first time I see Kevin Smith is going to be with you, then my wife is going to be there too because she wants to she wants to see him as well. So you'll mm, I'll you'll allow be, that. You you'll be you'll allow that. <laughs> <laughs> you you know my wife like you have a choice. <laughs> That's funny. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Honey, here are the list of all the times you said no on vacation. <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. Name three. Bloop, bloop, last night. I'm like, what? When did, oh, yes, yes, okay, yeah, I did say no. Yeah, that came back to bite me. Mm. <laughs> By the way, the, the actress that plays Rose, her name is Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran. Good for you, Kelly Marie. Fucking hell with social media. You don't need those people. Do your thing. Yep. Stupid thing. Yeah, and all you people can, like, Tweet bad shit about me. That's fine. I don't care. All you people are two followers, and one of them's you. <laughs> <laughs> you say all the bad shit you want about me, Derek. Because guess what? I was quoted on Twitter. Yeah, they, I was quoted. Somebody quoted me today. Hey, I talked to Thanos on Twitter. <laughs> I will say, I will say that though. Like when you send me the stuff where you like you talk to Thanos or. Like God is on Twitter, like that stuff is funny to me, and it's like that's what that that's what you do, man. You just screw around on that stuff. Like, why do people have to say mean shit? Well, it's it's you know to get, I I like Twitter because uh, for that experience of I I kind of skulk around on there. I don't really post. I don't really chime in. I don't comment. I just you're, look. You're, I I go there for for for, for uh, entertainment. You're a stalker. I am, absolutely. If yeah. there's a way for me to be on Twitter without a without a, uh, a username and all that, I, I would do that. Just to view. <laughs> yeah, because because literally, I've been on there for a year and a half now. Not a single post from me. 
that I think I've commented twice. What the fuck is that? What's up? There is like a a thing, man, on 88, just west of 355. It looks like a troll. It's like standing up on the hill. It's ridiculously large, and it looks like it's made out of hay or something. Hmm. Just west of 355 before you get to 53, before the Morton Arboretum. That thing is huge. It's got a spear and everything else. Odd. Oh, man, you see something new every day. True. That's true. So we talked about movies, right? Yeah. What about, what about TV? Any TV things going on? Well, real quick. So coming out this weekend is Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. We already talked about that. Um, yeah, let's talk, yes. Let's talk about what's coming out the month of yeah, yeah the next couple of weeks. What do we got? Incredibles two. Well, we we got enough just for this weekend. Uh, we got that coming out. Uh, Tag comes out this weekend. I'm uh, cautiously optimistic about Tag. It looks like an interesting concept. Same here. Same here. I, I it could be could be crap. It could be it could be funny. Uh, the the meta score that they they've given it on, on IMDb is in the middle. So who knows. Okay. Uh, okay. Race three comes out. Who? Race three. Uh, it's a it's a Indian movie. Uh, it's going to be released in Chicagoland at the AMC theaters mostly. Do you say rice or race? Race. R A C E. And you said three. Does that mean it's the third one? Correct. Okay. What is this about? It's a movie from India. It is revolves around a family that deals in borderline crime, ruthless and vindictive to the core. Is the tagline for the movie? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I I just thought that I thought that it was interesting that there are movies from Bollywood that come over here, and that even in Chicagoland they are shown, and it's shown at mostly all the AMC's in Chicagoland. Good for AMC to to show those yeah. movies. Absolutely. Uh, Superfly is coming out. Uh, the remake of the 1972 film. Superfly. Huh. I don't, th- I, like, I heard it was coming out. I don't remember seeing a preview for it. Have you seen a preview for it? No, I haven't. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, n- no real big stars in that uh, besides uh, Michael Kenneth Williams. Uh, but the other leads, I they're all from, like, TV shows. Who's Michael Kenneth Williams? He was Omar on The Wire. Oh, dude, he's badass. God, yes. He played uh, Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire. Did yes. you ever watch that show? Yes, dude. I did. He's bad. Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah. He's good. Does he play Superfly? No, he does like, not. The, he's the main character, I mean? No, he's listed as number four on the billboard, so he is uh, So clean. he's probably the bad guy. <laughs> Could be. He's playing a guy named uh, Scatter. 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 Yeah, I like that dude as an actor. He's good. Absolutely. Anything uh, else coming out? Yeah, a couple more. We got uh, Gotti is coming out. Yes, Gotti. I'm the only person in the world that wants to see this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm curious. I want to see it. Yeah. I I, uh, like, I I heard it was like 10 years to make that movie. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. John Travolta is like, he's kind of went here, there, and every damn where. He had this resurgence, right, in the, the late 90s and everything. And then, I don't know, like a bunch of direct-to-video stuff, I think. But I don't know. I'm interested in Gotti just because the story is interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a name I've always heard about in my entire life, but know very little about. So, yeah, and I'm too lazy to read a book. So I'll definitely see the movie. <laughs> there you go. That's, yeah. that's the way. That's the way to do it. If it's America. halfway as good as I get, yeah, right? <laughs> if it's, it's halfway as good as I think it's gonna, I hope it's gonna be. If it's only half as good, I'll be okay with it. Yeah, meta score is pretty low, so we'll see how it is. Yeah. I yeah. uh I think we need more mobster movies. Uh, uh like I don't know, man, like The Godfather movies great. Like and that's the guy like uh, I I don't know, like I know Scorsese is coming out with a movie called The Irishman and it's got yeah. Joe Pesci and uh Robert De Niro, I believe, and I believe Al Pacino is in it as well. Like, I cannot wait for that movie. I think Netflix bought it. Oh, really? Not mis- I, I think so. But okay. I think they're going to show it at the theater. I don't know. But, I, like, I look forward to seeing that movie. Did you see that movie, uh, Kill the Irishman? Came out, I think, last year? No. That's about the Irish mob in Philadelphia in the 70s. Uh, not a bad flick. Really? Interesting. I had to yeah, look that the- one up. Yeah, the guy that stars on that, I can't think of his name, but he was uh, the Punisher in Punisher Warzone. Okay, yeah, yeah, Ray something. Yeah. Ray something. Yeah, Ray but something, he, you know, that guy. Yep, but yeah, he was good in it. I thought, I thought he played a really good part. Good deal. Um, there was this flick. There was this flick I saw, and I, th- I think it was direct-to-video. I don't know if it ever went to the theater. But it was one of James Gandolfini's last movies, and it was called The Drop. Did you ever see that? Uh, it's familiar. What, what's the premise? So James Gandolfini, he owns a bar, and Tom Hardy works at the bar. And the, the premise is, is the, the bar is the drop for this mob. And I, I, I don't think it's Italian mob. I think it might be Russian. I, I could okay. be wrong. But anyway, the, 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 the bar is the drop and the bar gets robbed. And so the story unfolds from there. But, uh, it was a really good flick. It was written by the guy that wrote Mystic River and Shutter Island, um, and some other stuff, uh, okay. as well that's escaping me, right? Dennis Lehane. He wrote, uh, Gone Baby Gone. By the way, his books are awesome. Uh, read them all. They're, they're freaking awesome books. Uh, he also wrote, uh, Live by Night, which was the mobster movie that came out with Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck, I'm sorry to say, horribly murdered that movie because those uh, I, books are I like awesome. that movie. Do you? I'm sorry. Yeah, I do. If you yeah, read the it, books, you would be like, you stupid Ben Affleck. Didn't you just make fun of me earlier for being like one of those, oh, read the book first, guys, so you didn't like the movie? No, I didn't make fun of you. I just said there are people like that. I got it on tape. Whatever. <laughs> All right, but get, getting back, uh, Gotti is actually uh, directed by uh, Kevin Connolly, who I know as E from Entourage. 
Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's like his fourth or fifth uh, directing gig, so we shall see. Fourth or fifth, huh? What about the other three? How are they? I, stuff I don't think I ever really saw. <laughs> One of them was about this podcaster that was abducted by the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it had a small opening, but you know, it made the uh, box office mojo list. Yeah, it was number 98. <laughs> One screen, 35 people showed up. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, director. <laughs> Agati, Dear Eleanor, he did a 30 for 30 on Big Shot. Uh, On on Big Shot. uh, Yeah, the name of the episode is uh, Big Shot. Okay. Uh, Did did an episode of The Unknown, did two episodes of Entourage, Garden of Eden, uh, Whatever We Do, which is a short, and he did a few episodes of Unhappily Ever, Ever After. Mm. Okay. I have never heard of any of that stuff. So, very good. So, I may see Gotti. I will probably honestly wait till it comes out on Netflix or Redbox or something. But yeah, it, it's listed as a limited op- opening, and uh, who knows if it'll even come into the theaters by us. But yeah, I'm definitely going to see it sooner or later. It'll be like ninety ninety eight on box office mojo. Next week. <laughs> God, I hope not. He'll be like, we opened higher than Gotti yet. <laughs> That's our goal. That's what we're going to shoot for. That's what we're going to shoot for higher opening than Gotti. Mm. There you go. Uh, and then the last one I want to talk about was uh, Lo- Loving Pablo opens this weekend. Who? Loving Pablo, as in Pablo Escobar. Oh, that's a. Uh, uh, um... Selma Hayek in that? Penelope Cruz. Damn. Damn it. I I was gonna say I'm close, but I that I'm not close. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want that to sound wrong. So okay. You, you know you know what? For for um what is the term? Latin American actresses, there's really two choices out there and you got it wrong. You got a yeah. 50-50 chance. Yeah, I failed. I like uh Selma Hayek. I, I'm not a big fan of Penelope Cruz, but okay. I like Sam Hayek, though. She was the muse in Dogma. Yes, she was. Yep. But it, it's her, it, it is Penelope Cruz and Javier uh, Bardem. Bardem? Oh, yeah. 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 Which I think, he, I think I think he would play a darn good Pablo Escobar. Yeah, that's interesting. That that might be a decent flick to check out. Yeah, same thing. Metascore is kind of low, kind of in the middle. So it's kind of a who you, who knows type movie, but I'm I'm curious. So what's the you said the Metascore? What's that? It's IMDb's rating system. It goes from zero to hundred. Hundred is like greatest movie ever. Zero is uh, is going to be what our movie is ranked when it comes out. Um, That's a damn lie. We're going to be a one. <laughs> okay. So like like a lot of stuff like uh, it's between like sixty and eighty that that does well in the, in the theaters. So, so what complies, uh, what makes up the score? It's their secret sauce. I don't see any rhyme, rhyme or reason to it, to be their honest, because. Secret sauce. <laughs> okay. Sorry, hey. it's fine. It reminded me of something I saw on vacation. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, you already know about it. It's what my son showed you about the koalas. 
and then uh, the sign at the koalas, and then you oh, you ruined okay. every you ruined everybody's idea of koalas <laughs> when you told us that horrible news about the STD problem with koalas. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I had to go online last night to verify I was correct about that, and I am correct. And I and uh, yeah, it's bad. You don't treat it, at least, to blindness and uh, many other problems. In humans or in koalas? In koalas. Well, I was about to say because I think like that stuff can mess up humans too, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's one of those that theoretically untreated could could eventually kill you. Interesting. Now that's yeah. the same thing as the clap, right? Uh, maybe. Question mark. I don't know. Um, I'm not that I'm up on my STDs. Yeah, it's been a long time since I had to get an STD test. Thank God. Yeah, it's a year and a half for me. <laughs> you said six months for you. <laughs> <laughs> a year and a half. <laughs> a year and a half. Well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Let's talk about something else, shall we? Yes, we the shall. The dinosaurs come out next weekend, right? Ah, gonorrhea is called the clap. Gonorrhea. See, I'm not up on my STDs either, I guess. No, no, you're not. Uh, uh, okay, so the dinosaurs next weekend, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I'm super excited about the dinosaurs. I've made that known before, and I'm even more excited because I went to Universal and I rode the Jurassic Park ride, Yeah, which was cool. Love the dinosaurs. Very nice. They're so awesome. Um, I, I wouldn't want to live in the time of the dinosaurs, and nor would I want to do like uh, paleontology. Is that paleontology where they do the, yeah. the dinosaur? Okay. I wouldn't want to do that either. That looks boring as shit. Yeah, I agree. Like, I just want to look at them and watch them eat stuff. Like, that's all mm -hmm. I want to do. I, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't want to dig up their bones or any of that stuff because that doesn't interest me. Like laying in the desert and digging up stuff, but but uh, there's I, I lots of Jurassic, places you can do that. I want the first Jurassic World. I want to. I want to go to a petting zoo and I want to feed, uh, you know, like you know, dinosaurs like raw eggs and right on the back of a of a Triceratops. That's that's what I want. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm, yeah, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the dream. It's what I'm working towards. They're very big, right? Yeah. Like dinosaurs, they're very big. Well, not, not the not the babies, but they grow up to be pretty pissed off adults. Yeah, right? You kill them before that. You, you can't. You, you make sure that, that you get more eggs, and then you kill them. Ah, uh, Derek. They're like the PETA people for dinosaurs, whatever the DETA or whatever those people are, they're going to be after you, man. They're hey, gonna, you you hey, can't kill the I, dinosaurs. I've seen the movies. They have no rights. They're property. <laughs> yeah, they're property of Universal Studios. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they, they, they weren't right. born. They were grown. Isn't that isn't that what the the next movie's about though? Is like I believe protecting so. the, protecting the, that that could potentially be really weird. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, in the previews, it talks about, I got to save the last raptor. Why? It's a raptor. Yeah, man, but it's the last one, dude. What, what, you, you know what? What I don't understand about that mindset, you know he'll die eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So if he dies eventually, you're not really saving him, right? It's not like you're going to keep a bloodline going. Is that and right? Or am I thinking about this wrong? I'm, I wonder if the plot line is going to be like the servers were hacked. They lost all the, all the genetic data. They can't recreate them ever again. So they, they need a sample of its blood to in order to keep the species going. Hmm, that could be, but it wasn't hacked. That 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 guy stole it. Remember when he got on the plane? Yeah, but I, I'm just wondering. Wu, maybe I mm-hmm. think is his name. Yeah, so he's got it. But when, so what I'm what I'm thinking is that somehow he loses it, and that's what leads uh, us on this on this new journey. Could be, but because, we well, we, it, we know from the previews that the 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 island is blowing up, right? Uh, I thought that's maybe. why they came back is to save them because the island is like blowing up or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. In, in my mind, if they can, if they can just grow another one, who cares? So, but that one is special because Star Lord had a relationship with that raptor. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> Dust in the wind. All we are is just in the way. <laughs> I love that movie. God, yeah. it was so funny. That might be my one of eh, that might be my favorite movie with Will Ferrell in it. Uh, maybe it's it's up there. It's it, it, it's, it's good. Like, you got a dart in your neck. yeah that was funny oh man that was funny i think good comedies are a rarity i I don't know i think they are i don't so yeah dinosaurs next weekend what comes out after that though like we'll we'll talk okay we'll talk about that later yeah okay all right that's that's next week's podcast Okay, because like I'm, I'm sitting here like all I care about is the damn dinosaur. Like I want to see, it. I want to see the Incredibles, but mm-hmm. I really care about the dinosaurs. <laughs> you really care about them, huh? Yeah, I do. I want to yeah. save the, di- I want to save the dinosaurs. No, okay. to watch them eat more stuff. Mm-hmm. I hope it's, I hope it's better than the the Lost World, which was the first series sequel. I hope it's better mm-hmm. than that. Not to say that that movie is bad. I just hope it's better than that. So. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, that one was primarily Goldblum, and this one they're bringing Goldblum back. So we shall see. Yeah, well, it's just, like Goldblum's had a little, getting like a little bit of a resurgence, right? He was awesome in uh, in Thor Ragnarok. Yes, yes. He, he was he was in uh, Hotel Artemis. Oh, was he? Yeah. Was he good? Yeah, he was. It's a, it's a smaller role, but uh, you know, it, it was Goldblum doing his thing. It was pretty good. It's a pretty stacked cast, that movie. Sweet. There's this, um, so we were in uh, Disney's California Adventure, and they have a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And the Guardians of the Galaxy ride takes place in the collector's lair, right? And this must have been before uh, Thanos snapped his fingers and turned everything to shit or blew up that entire planet. But anyway, you go into the collector's lair, and there's all kinds of little artifacts, which is really cool. But there's this picture hanging on the wall, and it's of the collector. 
and the Grandmaster, which is Jeff Goldblum, playing this game. And, like, the picture is uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, like, knocking the board off the table and the pieces flying everywhere. But I thought it was clever because, you know, they're supposed to be brothers and, you know, there was the picture of them together and it was Goldblum and Benicio Del Toro uh, in the painting. So I thought that was well done. Very cool. Yeah. A lot of cool little details in in that in that ride that, mm-hmm. that I saw. So fun stuff. Two thumbs up. Nice. So, um, so besides it, that, I uh, I bit the bullet and I and uh, for uh, movies this week, I finally watched the Disaster Artist. Uh, Disaster. That's the James Franco thing, right? Where yes, yeah. uh, the Tommy Wiseau is that how you say his name? The Room. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. Yes. Never heard of it. <laughs> you know, you know a lot for not never hearing of it. Yeah. Uh, how was the movie? Uh, better than I thought it'd be. Okay, because it looks like shit to me. It looks. It, I saw the previews and I'm like, God, this just looks weird and bizarre and uncomfortable, and this doesn't look like it's enjoyable to watch. Okay. Uh, and that's because you know it's it's a story about a movie that that's being made that it that ends up very weird and uncomfortable and and you know hard to watch. But the way they did it, I thought they did a good job of it without with making the, the movie still entertaining. And good. James Franco actually directed it too. Yeah, he won an Oscar for that movie. Yeah. It's uh it's not as it's uh it's uh some very strange characters, you know, it's it's kind of awkward, but uh it, they still did it in a way that was enjoyable and not just weirding you out basically. What are your what are your thoughts on James Franco as an actor? He, he's like a guy who's he's a, he's built his career so that he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And he he can do anything from a huge smash film to some stupid stoner flick to to a funny comedy and he just does it all. Um and I think he enjoys being out there and being bizarre, but then and then at times he comes back home and does the big blockbuster and makes the money and then goes back to doing whatever he wants to do. So I kind of respect that. Yeah, I think I respect him as a person and the craft and everything like that. Like a lot of his stuff I like, I don't necessarily like, and it's not because I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't resonate with me. But mm-hmm. as regards to his career though, like I, I like the fact like, like people will dog on Adam Sandler, right? Because like people say, well, he's not as funny as he used to be. To me, I have mad respect for Adam Sandler because the uh, same reason I have mad respect for Kevin Smith and I respect James Franco to an extent because they get to move, make movies with their friends. And it's like people pay them millions of dollars to hang out with their friends all day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I got to respect that because the company I work for doesn't pay me a lot to hang out with people I don't like. <laughs> so <laughs> That's not to say that I don't like everybody. I do like a lot of people yeah. I work with, which would makes it very tolerable. Um, mm-hmm. I do it's like still a, a lot job of though. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a job like, and yeah. it's not a job. Like as a kid, you don't grow up and say, Hey, I want to go do this. I want to no. work at an office. I want to work at an office. And I want to hear people yell at me. That's what I want to do in life. No, it's not that. And I try to make the very best of it. And I think uh, the people I work with would agree that uh, I try to make it fun. 
So there, there's that, but I don't get paid millions of dollars. Now, that would be mm-hmm. like if somebody paid me millions of dollars to do what I do, I'd do that shit without complaining ever. Right, right. <laughs> I'm lying. I would complain. Yeah, you would. That's my God-given right mm-hmm. uh, to complain. Um, it's it's, a, it's human condition. That's that's what we do. Whatever we have, we want more. I mean, that's what's been built into us to, to survive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You want this like thing, but, but yeah, going back to those guys, like I, I do, I do admire that. Like, I don't know them as people, but I do admire that, that they're able to, um, take these things that they've done and turn their into careers of making movies with their friends. And that's awesome. I heard an interview once with Billy Bob Thornton and I think it was after what, after uh, Mr. Woodcock. They need talk like this. Mm, you talk funny. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh you know what what he, what he said is what he's like what i do is is i make one movie for hollywood and then i make one movie for myself and i'm you know and then i make one movie to you know make the make the bucks make the money and then i make one movie for myself and, and he's like and that's the balance that i get so that i can keep on making the money kind of money i want to make but at the same time uh do the things i want to do and he's just kind of very regimented about this is how i how i live the way i want to live it's just kind of just trading back and forth. And, and when I heard that, I'm like, God, that's so smart. Uh, you know, he, he can do like, you know, the money projects and then do the passion projects and mix them up. And I feel like, you know, Franco's kind of doing his version of that. And I, I respect that. It seems like he's figured something out. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. You know, and Billy Bob Thornton's movies, like there's been some that I've seen where I'm like, eh. but then there's been others that I've seen like, this is good. And his comedy yeah. for the most part, I, I, I do like, like I thought, Bad News Bears was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bad Santa, um, it was good enough, you know. There was some really funny parts in that movie. Um, but yeah, I like Billy Bob Thornton in most of the stuff that he's been in. Uh, I think he's a pretty underrated actor. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so you you thought the room was no, not the room. The, the what is it called the makeup artist the 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 disaster artist the disaster artist so you thought it was pretty di- his brothers in that with him too right uh two of his brothers were in it actually there's more than two of those guys there's more francos yes god help us all okay what's the other brother's name all right so dave franco is the is the the more popular one uh yep, he, he's one that, that he's the one that co-stars in the film the other Franco is, I'm looking down the list, it's a small role. This is taking too long. It's not coming to me right this second. Yeah, so moving, m- moving on. He's listed as the third Franco brother. <laughs> is, uh, is, um, what's his face in that movie? Um, Seth Rogen? Yes. Yes. What does he do? Uh, he is the script supervisor. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Zach, Zach Efron has a tiny role in there. Uh, You'll see a lot of familiar faces in the film. Jason Manzucos uh, owns the studio where they're uh, is where they're recording at. Andrew Santino's in there. He's a comedian that's also in uh, "I'm Dying Up Here." 
Oh, okay. Interesting. Huh. So a lot of, it seems like he got his, all his friends together and said, hey, let's make yeah. this movie oh, about Sh- this movie. Sharon Stone's in there for a little bit. She, she runs a uh, casting agency. Okay. Sharon oh, Mel- 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 Melanie Griffith is in there. Yeah, there's a lot of names in this thing. Wow, really? Yeah. Sure Bob Odenkirk is in there. Hmm. Well, sounds like he got a lot of people together in order to make that movie. And I mean, it was well received by the critics and stuff like that. So, you know, good for him. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad it worked out. Yeah, you know, interesting story. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad I heard it. You know, the story of uh, the most successful bad movie ever made. Yeah, how does that like, 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 what does that mean? Like, successful. The, 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 this thing, uh, it's is this god awful movie that it's so bad, people just laugh and laugh and laugh at it. And it's and it's it's made it's done that enough times to actually make a profit, and it was on a six million dollar budget. Mm. Our movie's going to have to be a lot less than that, man. <laughs> it's, it's part of the it, it's part of the thing with this mo- with the movie is that uh, you know spoilers. This guy financed everything for this movie himself. No one ha- has any idea where he got his money from. Um, where he's born, where where he's from, uh, what where his accent's from, how old he is—he's a big mystery. Is he still like that to this day, or is yes? And and the way this guy kind of makes his money today is every few months he goes and he does a screening of this movie, uh, and you and people go to the screening like midnight screenings, and they usually sell out, and you can watch the movie with him there, and then get like autographs and pictures taken with him. Holy crap! Really? Yeah, yeah. So do you think he did that on a six million dollar budget? Yeah. So do you think we could do that for like sixty bucks? Well, it, I mean, the movie's all about. I mean, uh, I think they, it took like sixty days to shoot the film when it was it, when it, it didn't need to take that because he he wrote the script, he starred in the film, he directed the film, he produced the film. You know, brought, he casted the film, brought in all these actors and actresses. So, you know, the movie's all about, since this guy was a bottomless well of money, he didn't care and just spent gobs and gobs and gobs of money. But nobody knows where he got the money. Correct. Weird. What's the movie about? It's the all room. about the make. It, it's about the making of, oh, what's, I have no idea. So uh, you've never watched that movie? It's hard to find. Uh, you you can't stream it anywhere. You can buy it on Amazon, or you can see it in the theater, and that's about it. So you would have to go to one of these rigged showings that this yeah. guy has got set up. That's well, a good marketing ploy, man. Make a shitty movie that makes people laugh, that comes across as not intended to be what it was. It's supposed to be like a character study about relationships and and people, basically. Interesting. Yeah. And our movie is supposed to be about a sheriff that kidnaps a podcaster, and it really ends up being about koala chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'm into it. And with that, sir, I will call it a day because I just arrived home. All right, man. All right, sir. Good chat. 
Good chat. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel next week. Sounds good, and have a good uh, Father's Day weekend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I think I'm going to see your parents tomorrow. They're going to bring me my cat back as they're going to Aurora for something. Probably another concert. Cool. Cool. All right, sir. I will talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the show. We have no idea what we'll talk about next time, but I'm sure we'll have a good time doing it. Our email address is thecommutehome at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, drive safe, everybody. 